back to another brand new episode of the EPL boys your home to all the latest news coming from the English Premier League my name is Matt as always joined from my best friend through the internet JD JD we survived another weekend we are now back down to our one episode a week so we we have a little bit of time before we see each other again how have you been how are you enjoying the summer I have been good. Uh, it's been been quite a while since I've seen you. You know, just about a week and a half, uh, or no, about about a week. Um, yeah, uh, it's it's going well. Um, weather's nice. My neighbor's pool is open, and uh, they let me swim in it swim in it anytime I want. It's it's great. But um, my girlfriend plays volleyball, and uh, it's this past weekend was the start of like the outdoor season. So um, I got to go to a tournament all day on Saturday, but it's it's pretty fun. I just sit there in like a community park and and casually drink beer with like you know kids and families walking past me. Um, it's that that's the America I know and love. So it's, it's, it's that's uh, I don't want to imagine America any other way. Um, yeah, no, it was it was good. Um, recently, just celebrated my wedding anniversary. That was super cool. Uh, found someone who actually wants to stick around and not leave me so shout out to her she's doing a great job over there thanks love she's got a gun to your head right now yeah 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 but (laughs) jd there is of course we are in the world of rumors right now as a lot of people like to call it we are officially and we've been in silly season because all the silliest takes and all the silliest rumors come out. Fabrizio Romano won't shut the hell up. And God, it's just the worst time of the year. This is the worst time of the year, especially when, JD, your clubs like ours who have the financial flexibility to be linked with everyone. See, this is the type of time of year I wish I rooted, for, I like supported a club that was at like the middle or lower of the table. Because if we're linked with someone, there's probably a good chance that we're going in for them, and we're not like in for the big signing. While teams like Liverpool, United, City, Chelsea, uh, with the financial flexibility they have, they're linked with everyone and their grandmother. So now, of course, that brings us, you know, to today and to today's rumors. But JD. It's no longer a rumor. It is confirmed. Everything across the board. Erling Holland has had his first photo shoot with Manchester City. And of course, he does the old photo of him as a teenager in an old Man City kit. Cringe. And now, Absolute and, cringe. And now he's in his new Manchester City kit with red, I might add. Let me just put this into the world. A Manchester City kit with red on it. Like walking meme maybe but yeah that's just me jd um we've already talked about this we've already kind of explained what erling holland is going to be like in the premier league do you have any different takes you have anything you want to add on to that because i think i might have like one or two things to add on to not really Uh, like i said before he'll be fine um, I think it does kind of depend on the the system that City play because they kind of signed two big strikers uh, in Julian Alvarez and now Holland. 
Now, uh, Alvarez is coming from the, what, the Argentinian League? Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Um, And I didn't really know who he was, but then I looked into it, and I was like, okay, yeah, he's pretty good. But a good young player. Obviously, we know who Holland is. I don't know how that system's going to look. So it'll be interesting. I think Holland will be, be good. The one thing I have to add is that social media post recreating that photo cringe absolute cringe they're they they're trying to make it seem like holland went to manchester city because oh his dad played there and oh there's all these photos uh, of him wearing a jersey are you no you no don't for a second think he didn't do it for the money no oh no he did it for the money but he he literally came out in an interview like as yeah because they told him to say that yeah and he does the well i was born and raised in you know england so why don't why don't you play for the england national team i I grew up for a city i grew up as a city fan xyz please please yeah I, you weren't saying any of this until City were like, oh, here, you want 375,000 pounds a week? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dude, just yuck. Um, yeah, my Cringe. my my biggest concern, again, and I think it's 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 kind of, it, re, it crosses over from the last time we talked about it, is I need to see if Erling Holland can stay healthy in the most physical league in the world. Uh, I'm sorry, second most physical league in the world behind the MLS. Um... I, I need to see, you know, if he can take being abused because the Premier League lets you get away with a little bit more. They are a bit more physical. You have center backs who are going to go in a little bit harder. Uh, I think Erling Holland long term will be a success for Manchester City. I think he will. The boy just pops off on goals and he looks like he just does it easy. Um I think there will definitely be growing pains. Um, and it's been cl- clear the last few years with players from the Bundesliga coming to the M- uh, coming to the EPL, which is, it, it takes a little bit of time. Uh, you know, Kai Havertz, you know, we look at, um, oh my God, holy shit. Uh, Tiago. Dude, you have Tiago, you have uh, Jaden Sancho, you have Timo Werner, you know, you have some of these players who come over from the Bundesliga and they're expected to immediately become the star and there are growing pains. There's growing pains there. He is going to have to, I I almost worry we're going to look at another Jaden Sancho situation where there might be a little bit of a layoff, but I don't think that's the full case because I think Pep's too good of a coach and Manchester city are too good of a team. I think Erling Holland's going to be able to just load himself up front and just tap in goals all day. So I'm just interested to see how this, the, 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 the formation changes because you're going from a false nine to a dedicated nine. It, again, it, it's interesting to see, and we're going to have to see it, but yes, JD, the photos are out. Erling Holland looks disgusting in baby blue, and I will be a hundred percent content with anyone who argues with me about that take. JD, we have a Fritz Fabrizio Romano. Here we go since the last time you and I talked. It kind of happened fairly quickly, but Liverpool did something Liverpool don't normally do, and they splashed the cash. Darwin Nunes from Benfica, 80 million euros guaranteed with 20 million euros added. On JD, that is a lot of money for a Liverpool team that doesn't usually drop the cash. How excited are you that you guys got your number nine? Um, I'm excited that it took almost no time to re- not replace Mane, but, you know, get another attacker that will be, you know, a guaranteed starter, at least right off the bat. 
Um, for the money, I was a little disappointed that they had one that they had to spend that much money, but the fact that they did spend that much money leads me to believe that in in the scouting department at Liverpool, they they truly feel this is worth it because that's that was the same thing I said with Virgil Van Dyke. Where I'm thinking that is a way more money than Liverpool ever spends on players, but they knew they 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 just knew, and I would say probably the same with Allison. I mean, Allison was like 67 million, I think, but um, they just knew, and and obviously it's worked out. So I, I want to say they Liverpool looked at this deal and said honestly it will be worth it. So I trust I trust them. I'm still a little annoyed. That they had to spend that much money, but that's that's kind of just the market these days. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, but then, but then you know what's bullshit? Bayern get fucking Ryan Grabenberg for twenty million. That's bullshit right there. So yeah, Bayern I, I, money launders. I guarantee it. I we'll save that for another time. But let's get back to Darwin Nunes. Um, is that how you that, pronounce it? Is it like the Bruno Fernandes? Yeah. Thing? Well, n- is, n- so the thing about it is, is I'm used to listening to watching him with. So for those who don't know, I also do watch Benfica. Um, being that that is my wife's team, that is the team that I watch. Um, it's port in Portuguese. The way you say his last name is Nunes. Now I don't know the exact way in Uruguayan. Um, so I'm used to hearing commentators well, say. That's Nunes. why I was curious yeah. because because he's not Portuguese. Yeah. That's why. Yeah, yeah I'm that's, just, that's I, why. I, yeah. I, it's going to be growing pains for me until I hear someone on you know Peacock tell me how to pronounce his name. Oh, that's the until way. Until you hear say Arlo it. White. Oh wait. Yeah, F's in the chat for Arlo White, man. My boy P- got Peter done Jury, dirty. Peter Jury, though, is decent. Yes, he's decent, but no one is going to replace my sweet baby boy like Arlo White. It's not going to be okay? inside the mind with Peter Jury. I, I'm telling you right now, I might, in in protest, you know what? Quick break. In protest, JD and I will not listen to any EPL games for the first month. We will watch them on what mute. You, We're going to watch them on... About? Yeah, nope. you can go do that. Nope. I'm going to I'm gonna drink a natty in protest. No, nope. no, nope. no. Nope. We're, we're <laughs> muting it. That's it. If you care about Arlo White, you will watch the game, but you will mute it, and you will take a picture of you muting it and sending it to NBC and being like, this Wait, is what you're doing. Like, What what gig did Arlo White get? Because he got I, he got a new gig. I forgot uh, what yeah, it was. He's probably at ESPN or something like that. But no, 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 no. He's, he's commentating on something. Hold on. All right, well, Hold whatever. No. All right. I'm going to look it up. Hold on. You look that up. My thing about Darwin Nunes is he, apparently United were heavily in for him as well. Um, that was another factor to Liverpool really going out and spending the cash because I think United weren't spending more than like $60 million. So basically Benfica had to go, and, I'm sorry, Liverpool had to go and put in a very aggressive bid to outbid Manchester United because the rumors are that Man United would have offered Darwin a few more dollars a week to go, but Benfica took more money because why wouldn't Benfica take more money? And then, you know, Darwin Nunes, it's a smart move. It's a smart move because he's young enough and he can work with some of the stars that Liverpool have. This is a complete team, basically, right off the bat. And, uh, again, I the only thing is... And, J.D., I'll, I'll, for those who don't watch him and only have watched the highlights, the, the key thing with Darwin Nunes, and I wouldn't say this is really so much of a bad thing as a teachable thing, is he kind of goes rogue. 
Like, he kind of is just like, screw it, I'm the guy, and he's going to take on four defenders and not pass the ball to the open guy because he thinks he can physically take on people on his own. And don't get me wrong, he has the talent where he can do that from time to time. But the problem is I know Jurgen Klopp is a man of systems and he is a man of everyone doing their job. Um, I don't know if maybe starting him right off the bat as the number nine, because that's another thing. We talk about Erling Holland. You know, you're talking about a team that doesn't play with a true number nine, getting a true number nine. Now you have Liverpool, who doesn't usually play with a true number nine, playing with a true number nine now. It's I feel like this is another I feel like this is another good move. Don't get me wrong. Erling Holland and Darwin Nunes will be very successful in the Premier League. I, I guarantee that's going to be the case. But there's going to be growing pains for both of them. Both of them need to have the ability. And honestly, I think this benefits Liverpool a little bit more because City have lost Ilkay Gundogan and they've lost... Um, they're going to be losing Gabriel Jesus most likely in this transfer window. Erling Holland is the single guy now in that position. The Julian one, Alvarez, what are you talking about? The other guy. Well, yeah, but he's another brand new guy. I'm talking about someone in the system. You look at Liverpool, Liverpool have already Luis Diaz, Diego Jota, and they're still going to have Mo Salah. So Liverpool can start the season with Darwin Nunes on the bench and still be with their best foot forward. Manchester City, on the other hand, I don't think you have the luxury of not starting Holland right off the bat. I think you have to, and I wonder if that might, you know, sway some things. Um, but yeah, overall, um, I don't know. I give the signing de definitely like an eight out of ten. I think it's a really good signing with a lot of le like a lot of it has a lot. Dude, this guy's torn up the Portuguese league this season, and yes, I understand it's the Portuguese league, but still. Like, my biggest thing is, is I just worry about how he kind of gets into the system. And I trust Jurgen Klopp as a coach to mold him and be able to work with him to get him to work with the way he wants to work. Well, I, I, so my, my big thing is they got the deal done early. So he's going to have a full preseason. Same with, same with Erling Holland. I, and I, I feel that's, that's a good thing. So like, as a Liverpool fan, I'm thinking, okay, they got him literally before the window opened. So... He'll have a full preseason. I think that will be great for him to integrate into the squad. I think that's where it differs with like a January signing. Like, like take Luis Diaz. I mean, I thought they overpaid on him, and obviously they didn't. But he came in in January, so he, I think he, I think he did come on in his first game on the bench. He came on as a sub, but I think it was a cup game. But like, it was an instant impact. So I, I could, I guess I could see uh, Nunez, you know, not starting right off the bat. But I don't think it'll take long. Because that's just, especially when Liverpool spend the money, but usually when they make any signing, but especially this kind of signing, they usually know what they're doing. So I'm excited. I, I, I'm excited. Um, we still need a midfielder. We need an extra midfielder because we're going to lose Ox and probably Minamino. Dude, you want to talk but, about you want to talk about random transfer things? I got a random bump on Twitter that Man United Oxley were entering. United. Yeah, and I'm yeah. sitting and I'm just I know, sitting 10 here. Ten million, ten million pounds. And I'm just sitting here like would never happen. Would never happen. I don't would hate, never but my thing is, is I don't hate it. Like, because I think oh, Ox, no, it'd be a great fit. Are you kidding me? Ox would Ox, Ox offers quality, and he gives you some depth in that roster in general. And for Man United, even if he turns around and is a flop, you could be like, it was ten million. 
Like, we're not going to, like, cry over... It'll never happen, though. Yeah, I know. I don't think it will <laughs> it either. So, so going... He, he would have to go somewhere for six months and then go in January. It's yeah. the only way it would happen. So, talking about teams that get deals done, going to a team that just can't. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, that means we're talking about Manchester United. Manchester United and Frankie de Young's saga seems to only be beginning because it now looks like what should have been a easy tap-in situation has turned now to both sides being on opposite sides of the table. Manchester United have apparently already agreed to personal terms with Frankie de Young. That seems to not be the issue. Uh, Eric Ten Hag has labeled Frankie de Young in personal conversation as the centerpiece, centerpiece to his rebuild. Uh, saying that the team will be built around how Frankie wants the team built, basically giving him full control over what the team can look like and working with Eric Ten Hag going forward. It also doesn't suck when your best friend, Donny Vanderbeek, is also going to be in the same midfield as you. That's not the problem. The problem now is with Manchester United and Barcelona. And JD, for the first time ever, Manchester United are not the problem in this scenario. Manchester United had no issue coming in and paying anywhere between 60 to 65 million pounds for the talented midfielder. Barcelona heard Manchester United was interested and decided to take their 65 million euro asking price and decided to bump it to 100 million euros. Man United quickly pulled out of interest saying that they will not be the Barcelona bailout. They will not be the team that funds Barcelona getting out of financial debt. They need. This is the first time Manchester United went, no, fuck off. Because, you know, United's been burnt too many times. I still think this deal can happen. I am still very much, this deal is like 6 out of 10 definitely going to happen. 6.5 out of 10, like it should happen. But if Bar, I appreciate the fact that United are not pulling the trigger and not aggressively going in for a midfielder especially when that that's a lot of money 100 million dollars for a midfielder is a lot of fucking money and united just learned with paul pogba hey maybe we don't fucking do this again we just got burned for the second fucking time so i think you're overestimating manchester united here i think they made a great play to save face now, this is just me guessing. I'm just making an assumption. I think they were willing to pay $100 million and Frankie de Jong said no. That is that is my thought process, because why the fuck would he want to go to Manchester United right now? Ser I mean, seriously. Like, I'm not... I'm, uh, not tr I'm not trying not to, like, I can be give you mean a, to I, Manchester United, but, like, why can, would he want to forego Champions League football? Uh, I can give you the answer is because... To be under his former coach, like, oh. No, well, no, no, not even that, dude. Not even that. I mean, if he wants to go play Champions League football, then I, I have no issue with Barcelona listening to other offers. But I look at it from this point of view. Barcelona need to sell. They need to sell. Barcelona is literally in a fire sale. You do realize that PK, for no reason whatsoever, if he stays on for this year, like throughout this summer and stays with Barcelona, Barcelona owe PK $80 million over the next two years. This team cannot afford, their books are so shit still. But what's what's in it for? What does that have to do with Frankie Dion? Oh, no, he has a, con I, he has a contract. I, I, hey, hey, this is how I look at it. This is how I look at it. 
Like, what, if are they going to no terminate other, his contract? No. They, well, like, no, because then they owe him everything yeah. in full. I would say if you're Frankie Day Young, United's probably the best case scenario. You are playing under a coach you loved playing for. Like, has very insisted that Eric Ten Hag is one of the best coaches you've ever played for. You are going to be the centerpiece in a rebuild. United, and it's not like United are this team in 10th or 11th. United could turn around next season, turn heads, and get back into Champions League. I'm not saying they will. They most likely won't. But I'm just saying, in general, they have that capacity. They are at the same level as some of the teams that did get fourth and, you know, third, fourth, and fifth. They have the ability to get in that window. And with players like Donny Vanderbeek, that will give them boosts for a lot of games. Man United lost a lot of games this year because they did not have a good midfield presence. It really comes down to that. And honestly, this is how I look at it. If you're if you're Frankie de Jong and there is no option to go back to Barcelona because Barcelona need to sell you because they need money. Otherwise, financial fair play, not being able to bring in other players, the club is already in a mountain of debt and they can't get out of it. No matter what, you can't go back to Barcelona. Going back is not an option, it seems. Unless he's willing to take almost a 50% pay cut. And please tell me how a in-prime, world-class midfielder is going to take a 50% pay cut to just play Champions League football. I don't think he does that. I think he goes for where he can get money, and you literally go to Manchester United to go get money. Apparently, like I said... There's rumors from major tier one transfer sources that he has agreed to personal terms. That's not the problem. It's now between the teams. Manchester United just refuses to be the guinea pig here like they have been in the past. And honestly, if I'm Man United, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with you going after younger players or going after the academy guys coming up and doing a rebuild. If you want to do a rebuild, do a fucking rebuild. I'm all about it. Fucking bring up like four guys from the U21s who just won the U uh, the U21 FA Cup. Go ahead, bring those guys up because you got ballers down there. Trust me, it's just not going to be like winning Champions League, getting into the top six quality, and that's up to Ten Hag if he wants to play that route. But if you're Frankie De Young, why wouldn't you? Man United is still the biggest social media brand team, or maybe number two behind Real Madrid, in the entire world. Your brand will be at its best. You'll be able to make more money than you'll go be able to make anywhere else. Yeah. Is there going to be growing pains? Fuck yeah, there's going to be growing pains. Is it going to suck? Hell yeah, it's going to suck. But when you get to be the centerpiece, dude, there's no guarantee that Harry Maguire is going to be captain next year. Why wouldn't Ten Hag come in and maybe bring his guy to be the captain? You know, his guy, his bread and butter, you know. Bruno, Bruno Fernandez would be captain in, I, instead I, of Harry it's, Maguire. It's funny enough, I was just talking with Marco from the Benchwarmers podcast today about who would be the captain, and I have to assume it's Cristiano Ronaldo for one year. Well, have, okay, yeah, 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 or, or Ronaldo. Yeah, yeah I, course, I, have to, I have to assume it's Ronaldo, because Ronaldo's not going to resign, renew his contract after this year, so it's like almost a gimme of just give it to Ronaldo for one year and then reevaluate who's going to be the captain the following season. So, but yeah, that's kind of where the De Jong saga is. Basically, it's a standoff where Barcelona are going to need to lower their standards back to their original asking price. And it seems like Manchester United will be willing to pay that fee. So, I, I, again, I see this deal still happening. I'm just glad Manchester United don't look like the fool in this situation like they have in the past. 
And I think if they can get Day Young at like 50, 65, 70 mil, JD, I don't know about you. I'm okay with paying that money for quality that is Frankie Day Young. Oh, yeah. 65, 70 mil. That, that's worth it. In this market, that's worth it. So. For a player, he's what twenty three, maybe. Yeah, I, I think he's like twenty. 20. I think he's like twenty four, twenty five years old. So he's. Still... I don't think. I don't even think he's that old. I think he's only like twenty three. So, like, like I said, I, I think if the price is right, Man United will pull the trigger. I am just really glad that Man United has not fallen for the bait and been the reason why Barcelona is going to get out of that three hundred million dollars in debt. So he is twenty. He is twenty five. I, I was underestimating yeah, I, I was how old he was. Yeah, but that's hey, I'm I'm okay with that. I'm no, like, that's good. Uh, yeah. yeah, he's very good. Also, I did look up Arlo White. Uh, I couldn't remember what he went to. Um, he's going to be the first play by or not play by play, but announcer for the LIV Golf Tour, that uh, Saudi backed uh, PGA Tour, you know, copy that all the PGA golfers are going to. So I'm still gonna see. I'm gonna I'm still gonna hear him because I watch golf. So, all right, that's it. I'm now muting NBC USA for two months now, like two <laughs> months and not just EPL action. Like I'm going to turn the TV on and mute it when it's running reruns of like law and order SVU. Like, yeah, I'm just muting it. Hey, I'm happy for all of what he got his bag, but, um, maybe Frankie Dion can too. We <sighs> shall see. Time will tell. Knowing Manchester United, that deal will get done with three minutes left in the transfer window. <laughs> and the fax machine breaks. Oh, God. God, that, <laughs> I still fucking have De Gea for this. Um, all right. Now on to an exciting move. A very young team is getting a little bit younger. Arsenal have signed youngster Marquinhos from San Paulo. The, um, he has... Sao Paulo or San Paulo? Sao Paulo. My apologies. Sao Paulo. Okay. Sao okay. Paulo. Well, that's, I thought, I thought that's what you meant, but... He has been a part of the U16 and U17s as well as, um, other things for the Brazilian national team. Been a breakout star. Um, already 33 senior appearances this last year. The 19-year-old winger looks to join Mikel Arteta's very young pushing offense. J.D., I love what Arsenal are doing here. They're going after potential. They're going after young stars. And JD, they're going at these people for like no money whatsoever. I think this deal, if I'm not mistaken, costs like it's less than like 10 million euros or something like that. Like this is this is the win these are the signings that are awesome because it's all potential. And honestly, Arteta has been wonderful with the youth so far, and honestly, I'm not going to lie here and say I know everything about this guy, but this seems like a good win for Arsenal because this is the type of people that Arteta has brought in and made really good. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest. I have never heard of him. Um, when I saw, like, in the Discord and literally before we started recording, you were like, Marquinhos, I was like, there's no fucking way Arsenal signed Marquinhos from PSG. So, I have... Come to learn now that it is a different Marquinhos, also Brazilian. But um, yeah, I, I've never heard of him. Um, maybe that's a good move for Arsenal then, because yeah, if you if you're saying it's like under ten million, that's not bad for you know a young, excited, exciting Brazilian. It would I honestly I haven't heard much about this. What position is he? Winger. Is he so winger? so yeah. So it lo so he's labeled. He can play from both yeah. sides. He does not usually play centrally. He's usually someone who goes outside and cuts in, which is kind of something that Arsenal have been doing this year. Yeah, I mean, I, it's got to be better than Nicholas Pepe. <laughs> oh well, I so. mean, yeah. 
it's, it's gotta be it's gotta be better than that so i, is nicholas, I don't know is nicholas pepe still on arsenal is that a thing yeah i think i think he's gonna leave this summer i think that's most of the reports Ooh, we um, go, you want to talk about it's just a, a transfer that did not work yeah yeah people so. yeah the fact that you're even saying is that, is that he is he still there like yeah he was like 70 million pounds i need and rem- he's still there I, I need reminders from time to time see unfortunately all of my flop like arsenal flops stay really quiet and you never hear from them Manchester United flops get 40 haircuts a year. And that's because, them. that's because like you said, Manchester United is one of the most marketable teams in the world. Mm. Ah, see, it backfires. Isn't it great? It fucking back. Hey, it backfires sometimes, but uh, that's here nor there. And then the final thing, uh, the final player we're going to talk about today is Sadio Mane. Now we've been hearing a few back and forths. Uh, Bar- Bayern Munich apparently put in a very, very weak offer to start. Uh, apparently are willing to increase that offer over the next few days. JD, are you hearing anything from the Sadio Mane side of this? What is going on? What have you heard as a Liverpool fan? Uh, I heard a bunch of fake reports of, like, quotes he had uh, saying, like, I'm sick of this club. It was actually really funny on Instagram. It was very toxic. It was, like, pictures of Mane with, like, quotes saying, like, I'm, I, I have no love for this club anymore. And it's, like, all the comments are, like, no, he did not say this. Like, you were translating it completely wrong. I, I think p- part of it is he definitely wants to get paid more, which, fair. Completely fair. I mean, uh, Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain makes more than him, which is absurd. And I think he only makes, like, 100,000 pounds a week, which I, I'm not saying that's not a shit ton of money, but, like, for his contribution to the team compared to other players on the team yeah i understand why he might be like can you please pay me what i'm worth at the same time he's gonna be 30 or he is 30 now i forget um i just don't see it like it's the same with like Salah. like i'm worried because i don't see liverpool paying him you know he only has 12 months left i don't know money's more like 99 percent gone this summer um it's sad because i have his jersey i have his number 19 jersey before he switched to number 10 which i love and I, the thing with Bayern, I don't understand why they're being stingy. They just got a great deal for Ryan Gravenberch. They might get a good deal with with Lewandowski leaving. Why are they being stingy over like fifteen million pounds? I I, I don't understand. They know what they're gonna get out of Mane. He like they they followed him obviously. He's a world class player. I I just don't understand why they're being stingy and. I'm fine with Liverpool holding out because he's not worth what Bayern are bidding. He, he's worth more. He's worth at least like 40 million pounds. And Bayern are like, would you take 20? And Liverpool are holding tight. They already got his replacement. And they're just like, nah, pay us more. Nah. So. But good on Liverpool. Good on, good, yeah. on, good on Liverpool to know, you know... To know, you know, one, you're not going to get taken advantage. Remember, Sadio Mane, this is not like he's a free agent this year. He has, he's he, he's here for a whole nother year. Now, yes, that is on Liverpool's shoulders of, hey, don't be stingy. Get a deal now before next season you get nothing. Like, still find a way to make money. But yeah, I agree with Liverpool. Don't, don't take the weak deal. Bayern Munich are a extremely high marketable club who are consistently one of the best teams in the world. They have the money because they don't ever spend any. So, um, yeah, I, I think this deal, I mean, JD, a scale one out of 10, how much do you think that deal is still going to happen? 
I mean, I think it'll go over the line. I, 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 th- I think both clubs will come to an understanding of sorts, um, especially with Bayern basically, they are losing Lewandowski. Whether it's this summer or, ne- or next year, he's gone. In the same way, Salah might honestly be gone from Liverpool. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I think, I think Bayern have put enough effort into getting Mane at this point that it's just gonna happen. So I, I don't know. Right. I don't know. I, I, I'm gonna give it a ninety percent. Ooh, ninety percent. Nine out of ten. Gotta see it. Basically, over the line for Brizio Romano is licking his lips, ready to say the words. Finally, the last bit of information coming through the world of soccer, not just the English Premier League, but the world of soccer. JD, the five substitute rule is here to stay in Europe. What are our thoughts? Uh, I love it. And um, to show how much I love it, I'm going to, as I'm ex- like explaining why I love it, I'm scratching off a $5 lottery ticket because I'm a degenerate. And I wanted to do this on the podcast yeah. episode. JD's gambling so. corner has turned into JD's scratch off. So, yeah. So uh, if you hear like weird scratching, that's 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 what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I love the the five sub rule. I don't think there's anything negative about it because, th- like, think about it. One, prob. I mean, just on the face, like less injuries because you could sub more people. You get to see more players in a game. I just think it's great for youth development being able to bring on more players. I just don't see a disadvantage. Like, the only thing I could, I could maybe see is, like, oh, teams will have two more subs to waste time. But, like, that's well, I think that's, the, that's being picky. That, the, that's grasping. Well, the window, the window, I think, is still you only get three windows. Oh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, y- yeah. That's true. You get time waste, but it's still in the same windows. I, I, the only thing I'm hoping for with this, I like it. I'm overall a fan of the five-sub rule. Um, my only thing is, is I want to see coaches more aggressive with it. Like, hey, if something's not working at halftime, make two subs. Like, make two subs at halftime. Switch it up. I don't want to see five subs all come. I think Man United had a game during Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer's era where he had all five subs at the same time in, like, the 75th minute. Like, yeah, that's what, Like, what even is this shit? Like, get the fuck out of here. So, also, what, update what? did not win anything on my lottery ticket. God, F. God damn it. F's in the chat. Bullshit fucking bullshit five dollars down the drain but ladies and gentlemen that is going to be the end of our episode today as always we will continue to bring you updated information as it comes into us the next week might be massive for the premier league a lot of big time transfers are on the fringe so by the next time you hear our voices there could be some major movement we are hoping to already have darwin nunes um probably his like overall entrance into liverpool the first interview and all this other stuff so he'll uh comment about how he was a massive liverpool fan as a boy <laughs> like he you know he grew yeah, up posters of steven gerard yeah, on his wall guaranteed guaranteed tapping but ladies and gentlemen as always thank you so much for all the love and support remember uh if you are not already please give us a follow on instagram at the epl boys as well please make sure whatever streaming service you are listening to us on please give us a five star review and make sure you're hitting that subscribe button it goes a very long way but guys for jd my name is matt be safe be well and we will see you guys next week peace out